So if you haven't heard the news um, recently, the Cowboy Bebop um, live action adaptation got a review from um, basically got a review score from Rotten Tomatoes. And I think like other people, basically they um, allowed them to view it, which is always smart um, rather than back in the old days when essentially, you know, it was like fuck critics um, in this, in how they like, yeah, it, it's okay to take their word for stuff, but generally they can sway public opinion, which is like a, um, which I believe is like a, a, a actual thing when it comes to just um, people view um, viewing and showcasing and talking about movies otherwise, where they generally are um, swayed because of public opinion. They'll sit there and say shit that's like a movie that they just kind of enjoyed and it was like, it was okay. And then listening to other people, you know, like myself, um, would be like, yeah, nah, yeah, that did happen. Fuck that. You know, no. Hell, I just watched someone did a review of the fucking Pixar Cars movie and it just made me have a, it just made me laugh at all the questions that they brought up when I was like, damn, I didn't even realize that because I watched that movie once in, in school and, uh, and it just, I just fucking forgot it. But that, that was hilarious. Um, and you know, and it was like, it, it's just, it's just a general, uh, it's just a general thing, um, where this shit happens, but nowadays it's like they let reviewers see the movies first before it actually comes out. Um, it's totally understandable when you do shit like, um, you know, the red carpet um, first showcasing of a movie, and then most reviewers and critics go there and they watch the movie and they're then they're able to give out their opinion and that shit happens like, you know, like two days before the movie itself gets released. So back in the day before newspapers were able to push that shit out as fast as possible, um, or critics just had their own TV um, channels that people just either you watched or you didn't watch and things like that. I'm rambling in the history of this shit. But now, just understanding why they were allowing them to view the damn thing way before it comes out. But it comes out this Friday um, from the time of me recording this. I'm recording this on um, uh, fucking the, the 17th of uh, November. Um, so, yeah, it, it comes out this Friday. Um yeah, this is Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday. Oh, damn, today's Wednesday? Fuck. I got shit to do tomorrow. But um <laughs> it, it so, you know, I'm I'm going to watch it because I'm I'm a fan of Cowboy Bebop. I mean, I I've seen seen every episode. I have the episodes I like, I have the episodes I don't like. I've seen it more times than I could possibly count. Cause of fucking adult swim, just replaying the shit over and over and over again. God damn it, childhood. But um uh <laughs> Jesus man, those were, those were ridiculous times. Uh like the episode oh, the, the episode when um Jet's old girlfriend tries to get her new boyfriend to try to run away. God, I hate that episode. Uh thing with the little girl doing the um feng shui stuff. Like really jet-based episodes were kind of fucking boring. But <laughs> um I so I'm, I'm gonna watch it and everything, but I just kind of wanted to talk about how how hilarious it is that it has a bad rating. Um, now, I've heard people talk about and speculate exactly like, you know, this is kind of something that was like going to happen because of what they did to the fans. Fuck that. Bad is bad. All right. Like, like cut the shit. There, there's so many people who just have just got so much smoke up their ass when they try to value and um, um, ascertain certain stuff or um, things. And it was like, well, you know, the main thing was like, 
they had the chick who's playing Faye like start talking about the outfit and the costume and shit like that and then pissed off fans. Fuck that. This was a horrible concept of an adaptation where much like every time they do an American version of a um, Japanese anime doing the adaptation, because a lot of people keep bringing up Yu Yu Hakusho, but it's like, that's just going to be Japanese. Um, so fuck all that noise. But every time Americans try to do an adaptation of a Japanese anime, they don't know what the fuck they're doing because a lot of those people consume content. They don't, they don't um, understand it. They just consume it. And it's like, yeah, they've seen it, and that's it. That's as far as that shit goes. Do they understand it? Do they get why people love it? Do they get, do they even care why people actually um, adore it the way that they adore it? Like, even if you happen to be a longtime big fan of something, talk to other fans to get their interpretation of stuff. More so often than not, your favorite character is not someone else's favorite character. And realistically, even if they do, if, even if you share the same favorite character or you don't, their reasons behind liking said character might be far deeper and more complex than you could ever possibly imagine. It's it's astounding that people basically choose to not advocate shit like that. It, it's fucking crazy. Um, but so to have this ridiculous mindset of essentially, you got someone who, sure, they've seen cowboy bebop but do they understand why people love cowboy bebop do they get why do they even care why people love cowboy bebop anything like that these people don't give a fuck so you have them literally have the opportunity to work and um to work with the original creator of the shit and instead of being like oh yes gotta get his input on everything because this is the man who fucking made it definitely are gonna want to appreciate this they didn't and then you literally had the same thing that happened with, um, what is it, uh, Craig McCracken, the uh, creator of Powerpuff Girls, when they did that shit with the Powerpuff Girls. And, like, rather than, because, you know, some fans and some people are just fucking that stupid, that they would legit approach them and go, what's happening with this? Why are you allowing this to happen? When people just don't generally understand. Just because I'm the fucking creator of something doesn't mean that I own it, you know? And literally, you had the creator of Cowboy Bebop had to go out and and literally tell people, I don't own Cowboy Bebop. I just made it. And so because of that, Sunrise is able to do whatever the fuck they want with the property. Thus why they sold it to Netflix in the first place. They don't care. It's not making the money right now. But this is a new way to get that shit jump, jump started. Even if it does bad, people will then still go out and buy Cowboy Bebop anime shit because of solidarity fucking idiotic but you know genius move on their part um but realistically it, it's it's a thing where it's like people go after the creators and it's like hey why did you let this happen why is this happening what's what's going on and it's like they don't need to contact me to make sure that this shit gets gets done every um show or movie or anything like that does not have um george lucas-esque um scrutiny behind it to where with literally everything that happened with Star Wars prior to Disney owning it was George Lucas. All of it. George Lucas, no matter what. That was his baby. You had to go through him if you wanted to do anything. If it wasn't for him, KOTOR wouldn't be established as canon. And even still, all of KOTOR isn't canon. Some of it is. Because he only wanted some of that shit to be canon. Much better story than anything that he made as far as the extended universe went. But fuck all that noise. <laughs> um... But it's like you can't really judge and talk to the other 
um, to these creators like that. Like, cause literally what they did with him is the same thing they did when they did the Dragon Ball Evolution movie. Look it up. Akira Toriyama name is in there as a producer. They didn't even fucking, they didn't take nothing that he had to say to heart at all. They just, he was there and he had to watch them basically rape the shit out of his baby and there was nothing he could do about it. It's fucked up, but that's how that works. You don't own nothing. Toei owns um, Dragon Ball Z. And Toei is, is a shitty, is a shitty, stupid company that does the dumbest fucking things, which is why Dragon Ball Super is like just an amalgam of just retardation. Whew. <laughs> like Dragon Ball Super follows the same um, type of logic as Naruto. And Naruto is something that is famous and popular, but it ain't good. If that if that is something, while Dragon Ball Z was groundbreaking and a revolutionary of a show, and Dragon Ball Super is in no way, shape, or form anything close to that. But let those chips lie where they may. Um, so like, and then like again, they did the same thing with Craig McCracken when it came to Powerpuff Girls. When Cartoon Network redid Powerpuff Girls, they had new cast, they had new animation, and they didn't even use the creator to consult with or to do anything with this popularized cartoon that basically just was a fucking worldwide phenomenon and it was like okay should we get the guy who made the shit to bring back that same spark that it had such long ago nope and then what happened everyone in their mama kept contacting him to wonder what was happening and it's like bitch no go after cartoon network tell them how upset you are then tell them that you want him to come back to do this that's how you get that's how you try to do shit that's how you try to make waves don't just fucking go after him it's like he doesn't have complete control over powerpuff girls he just made the shit did what he did for as long as he did you remember it because you loved it and then he had to move on the end so it it's really fucking annoying that essentially that was that was one of the that was one of the early things that they were doing that i was like oh yeah that's how i know this is gonna be shit like it, it, it's an immediate concept of shit because again, people who consume shit will assume that how do I make a fan happy? Ooh, if we highlight and showcase all the major moments that happen within the show, that would still then it, then they will feel like oh yeah, this is what I liked from the show. Had the same dumb shit um, mindset from the nigga who did the Death Note um, show, where his idea was let's make Light a badass, and then he made this whiny little bitch of a teenager who did nothing like the movie is nothing and it's really stupid and really dumb but their mindset was i've seen death note i think i know what i'm doing don't talk to nobody don't ask no questions don't understand why it's so fucking popular don't do nothing go to a goddamn anime convention look at people who are dressed up like light or ryuk and ask them what they like about death note then you would get some fucking understanding okay i need to i probably need to stick to the whole element of him being intelligent and and just the leak the least likely candidate for someone that could possibly be kidding. No, but going off the rails with this one. But essentially, the the aspect of of that, yeah, they attacked the fans and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, that's that's something that she did. But that is not something that would warrant, you know, a bunch of negative press that comes with something being bad. No. Now, I've also been previously speculating the fact that um Right now, we're getting it to a point where a lot of um, critics and media outlets are starting to weigh in on that whole woke shit. So they're starting to come back down from that. So 
it's subtle because it ain't happening. It ain't gonna happen fast. Because as long as you got the the, the outcry for dumb shit, people are gonna still you know get all bitchy because it's like representation and diversity and whatnot because they're fucking stupid. But we are getting a point because like I've seen in a couple of video games, if you've noticed, where they're actually starting to rate them and review them as if they actually care about their job. You know, as if they actually have some type of substance, um, so substance, um, substance in this media form. Whereas, like, yeah, you know, I understand looking movies and I know shit and so I'm telling you that as a movie or as a show this does not function well so now you so now we, we reached an impasse and we're coming to a point where essentially um right now a lot of people are judging this critically so they're actually going at it the way how you would expect someone to go at it because this is a hack me made thing that is based off of already pre-existing content so Listening to anyone who's going like, you know, this shouldn't be like a 38 or it shouldn't be that low. No, fuck that. Yes, it should, because this is based off pre-existing content. It's similar to like when you have a movie based off of a book. If the book has key information that the movie left out and then you don't understand what the fuck is going on because the movie wasn't able to convey or explain what the fuck was happening, then the movie is bad. It is very much bad. The book could be good, but the movie is now bad. I feel the same way for Ender's Game. Ender's Game movie ain't worth the damn, but I love that book. So with that, so like with having that concept and having that mindset, and it's like, no, you can judge this show um, harshly because if all of it, all of it, all that it's doing is taking key elements from the show, um, from the original anime, and then trying to holster that up with just live action adaptation of it, if it isn't done well, then it's not done well. And it already has a notch against it because of originality and creativity because it's being adapted from already pre-existing shit. Now, you take something like the live-action Roni Kenshin, which was basically able to showcase the Roni Kenshin story live-action and then with the Japanese character during during the Meiji era and fighting with um, amazing swordplay with uh, dope-ass action and um, fantastic characters and things like that it changed up some of the elements that took place within the actual original anime and manga but it still had the same concept of a story and it still was compelling enough that motherfuckers they made five movies of the goddamn thing so yeah there is a way to do an adaptation nor nor is it that it's bad to do an adaptation i mean it we have fucking comic book movies like ruling the the cyberspace right now um well that's like the biggest talking point for a bunch of people right now but it's the simple fact that if you're not doing this shit well, then that is a huge notch against you. But if you do it amazingly, oh, that's nothing but a bunch of pluses. So it's it's not a damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's a if is is a damned if you don't, but great if you do. That that's it. So it being something that's adapted and it's not coming across or even having the same feeling as the original fucking anime is going to be terrible because that's what this shit is based off of. That's what this shit is copying. It's not being its own original thing, nor is it trying to be anything different. One of the best things they could have possibly done, which was like my mindset when they originally announced the shit, was that they create it and it's based off of some random incident that happens. Much like the manga did, because a lot of people keep bringing up the anime and the manga. Cowboy Bebop's an original anime. It's not a manga. It wasn't a manga first. The manga itself, is random shit that just took place within these characters. It is in no way, shape, or form connected to or is considered canon 
within actual Cowboy Bebop. So don't even worry about that. Reading the manga ain't that big of a deal. But realistically, the manga had the right idea to where the manga just has random different stories that fit with the confines of these characters. It has the same feel, has the same emotion, has everything that you could possibly want from something of a Cowboy Bebop episode comprised in a separate telling of a story. A perfect example is the goddamn Cowboy Bebop movie, which literally does this and and so much more. Has a great Spike fight scene, has a dope-ass concept dealing with Spike, Faye, and Jet, and Edward in all of um, locate, um, locating, tracking down, and doing something that damn near was a fucking, um, what didn't they say? Like, they, they fucking saved a whole bunch of people from a goddamn deadly virus. There was no parade for them at the end of it. It was a thankless gesture for a thankless job because that's what these motherfuckers do. Hell, they even had the old men in it, and they played a key role in the fucking movie. Whew. And the Cowboy Bebop movie is great. Like, I urge anyone, if you haven't seen it, to go see it. It's one of those few animated movies based off of an anime that's just way, way out there. <laughs> it's just way better than a lot of other shit. Um, hell, and I own two Inuyasha movies. <laughs> I didn't know. I was young. I didn't understand how the movie shit worked with anime. Really, <laughs> those are my excuses. But, but uh, just just going back to that is well, just going reeling back into the Cowboy Bebop stuff is that yeah, the lack of originality and the lack of creativity that they were going to um, handle in terms of tack, um, tackling the show spoke volumes for exactly what the fuck the content was going to be, which immediately let me know like yeah, this is going to be utter shit. Because there's no possible way in hell that you can bring the exact same feelings, emotions, or any of the stakes that were laid out within the anime series that took episodes to convey, and you're trying to hurry it up within a small little miniseries that is literally going to tackle on all of the more harsher points of the characters rather than the dynamic that the characters themselves build up throughout the 26-episode runtime. So that wasn't going to happen. And now, and I, like, I saw like when they had the little first... Um, images for the ship, and then one of the images was um, it was like it shows Spike walking through the church. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is gonna do the um the church scene when Faye got kidnapped. Um, from a like, what was it? Yeah, when it was like in the little uh dilapidated dilapidated church, and him and Vicious fought for a short little uh, moment. Um, and this is like this is like a is it before they meet Edward? I believe so. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's um that's fucking dumb. I was like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to show that? Like at at all. <laughs> just just fucking dumb. But hey, obviously these showrunners know a hell of a lot more than everybody else. So just gotta let them do their thing. Now, herein lies the problem with um a lot of people who essentially are speculating or talking about this shit, um, like the reviews are bad and this is nothing but negative for as far as Netflix is concerned. Um, but if you're going by the logic of Kevin Smith, you know, it doesn't matter how negative or bad it does. It actually um, it actually builds up more press for them. So then it allows them to uh, uh, get more people to look at the shit. So like they're, they're, they're like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Fucking idiot. But um. But essentially, 
now now you take the fact that a lot of critics and the people like on rotten tomatoes which again i go do not trust rotten tomatoes imbd um metacritic all those things have been proven time and time again to be fuck all websites that basically can get easily screwed up or um change how people perceive things or basically have a bunch of bots straight up going into shit and whatnot and it's like i don't, I don't give a fuck and it's like yes a lot of people need um something of uh relevancy they need something to be able to hold like as a as an anchor point to base and judge shit and i hate the hypocrisy of motherfuckers basically bringing it up and using it as a talking point um and it's like i can't believe the eternals got uh, it's a, oh it's declared rotten and it's like and then they'll turn around another video where they was like yeah rotten tomatoes is bullshit don't listen to it like shut the fuck up like seriously why are you you why are you using it as a base of something for a fucking talk like just un unimaginative motherfuckers you know and it's like this and then they go out their way to try and be like you know i feel that the movie was this or that but it was voted this or that on a site that i don't necessarily trust and why the fuck are you talking about dumbasses just dumbasses when they do shit like that but generally speaking having a bunch of the critics go against the grain of the nomenclature of, of essentially how um, the media has been targeting the shit recently is a fair enough talking point. Because again, you had one of the main actresses going against um, what the fuck was going on. I mean, we've seen the same shit in the Eternals uh, where you had a bunch of actors and actresses trying to basically defend the work that they're a part of when realistically it's like, yo, if you just shut the fuck up and cash a check, no one's blaming you. It's all the other shit that they're blaming. But you're an actor, you respect your craft, I get it. But you, then you just have a bunch of dumb people talking out of their ass because it's like, yeah, but at the same time, you're an actor. Don't listen to you. I don't need to validate you on, a, on exactly what good content is. You are a whore. Dance. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck all that. Um, and so, like, like realistically, uh, but it's just the fact that you, like, all the signature things that normally would have been um, a major plus for backing up the whole uh, crazy ass uh, journalistic take on shit in the recent years was all there. You had an actress basically talk about um, go against wearing skippy clothing and shit like that. Um, you had different people bring up and talk about just uh, all the elements of the story that themselves that they changed. And then a lot of people should just shut up and accept what the fuck it is that they get. I mean, Jim Carrey had a problem with people wanting them to change the look of Sonic in the Sonic movie. And then upon seeing the well-received respect that they had for them changing the movie, thus making people like it, he then went back and was like, I was wrong. And I apologize for that. It is a lot better. People do like it a lot more. And I now understand. And it's like, yes, even the great Jim Carrey, like, yeah, like, yeah, he's the great Jim Carrey. Dude killed it in the 90s. And it's like, you got to understand, dude you don't know <laughs> it's like you don't know there's there's a huge difference from just being this likable person that just you know you got your finger on the pulse of society and you get what people like about you and then understanding a fandom which is something totally outside the realm of what you're dealing with you're not associated with that fandom you're not deep in that lore like that so it's like yeah dude you don't get it <laughs> it's like you just don't get it so that's why I, I was I was like, see, and I love Jim Carrey. So when he when they said that, I was like, no one needed to say that about him having that issue with Sonic. But at the same time, I love the fact that you know he was able to admit 
like, yeah, I see that the difference made a difference. So I, I do, I, I always love that that happened. But then you have someone like the actress who's playing Faye, who you immediately said some shit and then people was able to call you out on the shit. And then it was like, now you just look even dumber. And for some reason, um, and you know, and it's like, normally you would have the media just trying to back you up like crazy going like, yeah, why is everyone attacking her? They need to leave her alone. She didn't do nothing wrong. I'm pretty sure the fate that she makes is going to be a far more um, solid character than what we had in the anime, you know, <laughs> from, from the prostitute in the anime, she's going to make it a more grounded and realistic action woman. What? <laughs> so normally that's how the media will present that. That's normally how that would be talked about or brought up and things like that within the media. So that's generally what I was expecting. But, you know, you had her talk out and saying like, you know, the fans are going crazy because she's not wearing phase original clothing and whatnot, when generally all she needed to do was just wear yellow pants. Like the shorts she had on were yellow. I mean, were black. But if she just made those yellow, she would have been fine. And she already had like a like a little yellow top on and she just wore a red jacket over it. There's nothing wrong with that either. Um, I do not find that unrealistic or anything like that. And I was like, yeah, Faye actually wore like a little red kind of scarf thing over her yellow top. So it was like, yeah, her having a red jacket wouldn't have been that far fetched. But the shorts themselves throw off the whole outfit. So if she, she just would have turned those shorts yellow because she was already wearing shorts, she just would have turned those yellow. They would have been fine. But, you know, she was still wearing the stockings and everything like that. So it was like, yeah, you would have been fine. That, that literally was the only thing you needed to change to the outfit. That that was it. But you went out, talked about the outfit, um, talked about the outfit, disrespected how people originally perceived and talked about the character. And then people found out that you basically have been in other shit wearing even smaller outfits that a lot of people memed. And they basically, like, she was wearing, like, this skimpy uh, damn near like two piece bikini dancing on some movie, and then people were going in and because like the bikini was purple, and then they were coloring it yellow, and then it was like uh, they were coloring it yellow, and then they turned her hair um, purple, and then it was like so what was like that could have been Faye? <laughs> what was the problem? You've worn this shit before, and it's like if you didn't say anything, we wouldn't be having this problem. The fans would have been upset at the costume change, but as long as you don't open your mouth, you would have no problem. But again, she opened her mouth. Now, normally, there would be a thousand and one people running to her defense and saying that anyone who doesn't watch this show is sexist, racist, all this stuff. They want all these changes from what the original content was rather than accepting what America has done to content that was made in Japan, you know, <laughs> that already is well diverse and has a multitude of different characters and races in it. Oh, no, 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 no. This is, is going to be racist to expect our main characters to fit in the realm of what they're supposed to be. So. None of like that happened, but it was short lived, you know, and then upon the actual thing coming out, that was the huge boom, because normally that shit gets reviewed to a point where everyone is like, you know, you need to see it because it's empowering. Faye goes around killing people. That's all that I need in order for me to like this movie. We didn't get that. That is what was that was what was crazy interesting to me is that among all of these reviews on these bullshit sites and things like that, it was what was said about the show that confounded me. And I was like, I was not expecting this. You know, we've had, uh, we like basically gotten kind of a mixed bag when it comes to the MCU because Disney still got power. Um, I mean, they're never going to relinquish that power <laughs> ever. But So like they can get Rotten Tomatoes, do whatever the fuck they want. But 
we have seen that over time, like now we're getting a lot of people who are basically judging this shit based off of the merit of what it is, not what it represents. So having people go after this Cowboy Bebop show and reviewing it the way that they have been has been an eye opener for me. And like I said, interesting, very much interesting. Now I already know it's going to be shit. Um, and I'm going out of the gate being a Cowboy Bebop fan and then watching something that's just adapting the episodes and it's not going to be able to do it well or take it well. And then you already fucked up when it comes to um, interpreting the characters themselves. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that. But the content itself is still going to be something that um, needs to be talked about, um, you know, because pop culture and I have a fucking um, podcast. <laughs> so whatever with that one. but. It's it was very interesting to see exactly the um the viewing relationship to the overall ratings and the critiques of the show in comparison to what we've seen um in years before. So that was very interesting to me. Now, the other thing that was interesting to me was a lot of people's takes on how it was reviewed, um how it was reviewed or like the actual low numbers that it got um because of how how it was reviewed. Now, if anything, I am far more upset with people's understanding or take of um, essentially claiming that something was never meant for you. Um, now, listen to me. Listen to me. All fans of Cowboy Bebop, I'm going to tell you this straight to your face. Um, so, it, I mean, straight to your face, so it's straight to your ears. So if you're listening, you know, like understand this wholeheartedly. This comes from the heart when I tell you this. And it's something that needs to be said. When they make something that is based off of uh, IP, a character, or any type of thing that you grew up with, you love, you like, or you happen to know an extensive amount of knowledge for, when they make this, this is meant for you. Anyone who tells you otherwise is a fucking idiot. This is meant for you. Why is it meant for you? Because it would not be created in the first fucking place if you didn't aspire to make it the popular thing that it is today. That's why it's meant for you. Anyone who tells you otherwise is a fucking idiot. The thing is, is that they don't respect you enough to actually put in effort to make it good. They just want to make it for a quick cash grab. They want to make it. They know you'll go see it. And then that's how they get their fucking money. But this was always intended to be for you. Now, I've heard the goddamn argument when it was like, this is for normies. And so normies can um, digest this content and whatnot. You don't get it. If this was meant strictly for normies, then this would not be created in the first place because normies haven't tried to look at this shit already. This hasn't come across a normie's, um, pla uh, a normie's plate, but then you make it. But the only reason that you make it is because a multitude of, like, it's essentially, you got a bunch of normies who eat pizza, regular plain cheese pizza. All they do is eat pizza on their plate. They never have to worry about anything else coming on their plate except for plain cheese pizza. But then you, who's known for eating filet mignon, <laughs> you're eating filet mignon, you eat pizza, you eat other shit all the time. If it gets to the point where the chef notices that, hey, I can actually just make everyone filet mignon and then serve it and it'll be fine. They can do that. That is literally the concept or, or just the idea of digesting the content. Everyone likes filet mignon. If I just make filet mignon, 
most likely everyone should enjoy it. Some of them might not, but everyone still should enjoy it to some extent. That way I know, hey, I only really need to make one fucking dish. But if the amount of, of care and scrutiny, or if you got a whole nother chef that just doesn't even know how to prepare filet mignon making this shit, you're not going to make anybody happy. The people who've never had it before and are trying to um, uh, eat the shit, as well as the people who have it all the time and of noticing the great differences in taste, structure, or even if it wasn't even cooked long enough. <laughs> Motherfucker. Do you understand? So this shit has always meant and intended for you. It's just it, they don't care about you. This was intended and made only because you strive to actually push this shit forward. You're the one who kept screaming out, I love Cowboy Bebop. I love Cowboy Bebop. Hmm. If this person loves Cowboy Bebop and I make it to where it's accessible to other people who just don't look at anime, maybe I can get all of them to like Cowboy Bebop. Sure. If you do it correctly, that's not what happened. There, And that's why my end goal is always this shit is not meant for normies. It never, it, they never have been and they never will be. It's the equivalent to why Dragon Ball Super exists. There's so many fucking people out there who love Dragon Ball Z that if you were to make a new show, then they would, they would go watch it. And so they did. Same thing with Baruto. There's so many people who love Naruto. If you make a new show, they would go see it. And they did. That's how that game is played. And the same thing applies to adaptations. Because... People are acting as if America is the only one who does anime adaptations. The Japanese have been doing it for the longest. But the thing is, is that when the Japanese do an anime adaptation, they actually like and care about the content. So they do it well. And Japanese is still a subculture within Japan itself. Everybody in Japan doesn't fucking like anime. But they still make movies about anime and manga. They still make live action versions of anime and manga. And that shit sells out theaters. Because... It does have a fandom. It does. People do like it. People do absorb the content. People care about what the fuck is going on with that shit. So any statement or any mindset that believes that, oh, this isn't for you. This is not meant for you. This is meant for the normies. No, 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 no. This is something that is taking what you love and then is trying to get you invested enough that you bring in normies to also get invested in the shit. That way they can keep milking this shit as long as they can. Transformers, perfect example of that shit. <laughs> and it's like, yes, even if someone comes out of the gate not knowing anything and they just happen to absorb and watch Netflix content, for sure, that, yeah, they would, yeah, they are a normie. They are considered someone that is a demographic that they hope to reach with this, um, Cowboy Bebop adaptation, but from the main get-go, it's the motherfuckers who love Cowboy Bebop that's going to ingest this shit that they're trying to hook in without any shadow of a doubt. Those are the main people that they're trying to incorporate into this shit. It's the same thing that the MCU did with all these fucking superheroes that they got going on. You don't make a Spider-Man movie three with three different fucking people playing them unless his ass is popular. Same thing for Superman, same thing for Batman. You don't keep doing that unless there's a reason that people like his ass. I didn't know about Batman comics when I was growing up. I knew about the movies, and then I started watching the animated series for an extent. <laughs> Some of those shit get sad, and I was a little kid, and I was like, I, I just, mm -mm, nope, can't do it. <laughs> they just, just sad episodes. <laughs> 
And I was like, oh man, this is this is too much for me. <laughs> but the popularity and the want of these things is why you make money off of it. Oh, fucking Star Wars. Jesus Christ, how I missed that one. The giant whale, the, the white whale of that of that entire um example. You don't make Star Wars contents because you're thinking, oh yeah, this is gonna get regular people in the seats. No. You made it because you knew how big the fandom of Star Wars is and was. And then you know that you can cash in on that by taking and making anything in relation to Star Wars. And what Disney got is basically um, a fucking crazy-ass concept where sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You have shit like The Mandalorian, which makes people believe in Star Wars again and then basically like just goes crazy. But then also you make like your sequel Star Wars movies, which makes people want to throw up in their mouth whenever they talk about them. So what, what exactly is this invisible barrier that is meant to try and keep out people who are actually fans of content from absorbing or looking at something? It is not intended for norm. It is intended for the fans. But normies are the ones who they hope to bring in with this, who they hope to sucker in into just um, absorbing and enjoying this content. But that that itself is a double-edged sword because if normies don't understand the concept, um, don't understand the content that you're trying to get them into, but at the same time, the fans, who are the people who keep this shit alive in the first place, are not happy, why the fuck would you think the normies would be the ones to keep this shit alive? You see how that doesn't work? You see how that doesn't make any goddamn sense? Do you see now why they changed from Captain Marvel to the Marvels? It it didn't please the fans. So then it doesn't get to stay alive. That's the whole fucking point, okay? This shit was meant for the fans. And then it, it did nothing but shit on the idea of uh, and the respect of the fans themselves. Because essentially the people who made this had the same dumbass idea as that um, general statement, which is that, well, we're not really trying to appease all the hardcore fans. What we're trying to appease is just regular people to get into Cowboy Bebop. How the fuck do you think regular people will get into Cowboy Bebop if they themselves haven't already assessed or wanted to see Cowboy Bebop now? Who's telling them to look at something called Cowboy Bebop? Hmm? Who, who's pushing that Cowboy Bebop is an amazing story that needs to get a live action adaptation? Who's doing that but the fans. You see how fucking retarded that is? Like, God damn it. <laughs> it's it's the stupidest shit in the world as, as a concept. But it's just, it's so easy to digest that no, you are wrong. You are wrong in this take because it has no life without the fans. It is nothing without the fans. The people who would keep asking for more would be fans. And as long as you keep this dumbass idea that, no, this is meant for normies. The MCU having all this dumb shit so they can push in diversity, it's meant for normies. Yet, who were the main people who went to go watch the fucking movies when they first came out? The MCU fans. So, fans. <laughs> so, it is still fans. Well, those could be considered kind of normie fans. No, they're MCU fans. But if this doesn't hit the same quality or the content that they're expecting from the MCU... They're just not going to fucking like it. Now they don't like it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? Impossible. And so you're having the same goddamn thing happen with these live-action adaptations because you have a lot of people who basically don't understand anything. 
so many people who basically just dabble in one fucking um, form of media and then think that they're experts on everything. So I've, I've heard way too many people talk about this Cowboy Bebop adaptation who don't know anime. And then it, it's, it's annoying because it's like, you don't get anime. You don't know it. You don't understand it. Fuck out of here with your nonsense. So, I'm going to watch it, but it's like, you're not going to understand what the fuck they're talking about. I've seen Cowboy Bebop before. You're not going to understand why this shit is going to have is going to be so problematic. You don't get it. <laughs> it's like you just don't get it. But then you talk to these same people who are like comic book fans jumping into this shit. And then it's like, OK, break down exactly why Peter Parker and Green Goblin's battle. It, um, Peter Parker and Green Goblin's animosity towards one another is so iconic within the realms of uh, Spider-Man characters and different people within his Rose Gallery. Oh, for sure. Let me tell let me tell you the ways. <laughs> and then they can break down and ascertain and assess all of this shit throughout their years of knowledge and experience and basically different books and different comics and things like that. When I can tell them that I don't really give a fuck about Green Goblin as a villain. That's not true. I'm just using this as an example. I love Spider-Man don't hurt me okay <laughs> i don't want anyone to think i have any negative feelings towards spider-man never please don't ever say that that would hurt my heart <laughs> but it, like you see what i'm saying and it's like you don't and it's like you don't have the exact same feelings or emotions or you even care about the content that is basically being put out there as a fan does so as a fan and someone who has able to absorb other means of con uh, content because i happen to be a fan that stretches stretches across different forms of media i can tell you wholeheartedly they only do this shit because of fans that's why superheroes got turned into movies in the first fucking place they've been trying to do it for years and it never took off and now we're able to <gasps> why because fans have been wanting to see this shit for years years i think one of the dumbest things that's um never been accomplished is the fact that um uh fucking disney hasn't tried to um reach a uh, Japanese animation studio to get an anime done about um, Spider-Man. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, Madhouse did the shit with Wolverine, um, X-Men, and Blade, and they turned them into animated movies. And I was like, yeah, for sure. They did a thing. And the Wolverine thing actually was the story that took place when his ass is actually in Japan. So that was cool. Um, Blade is Blade, so whatever. Um, and then the X-Men, again, whatever. I only looked at the Wolverine one. I didn't care for the rest of them. <laughs> but at the same time, if you know anything about Spider-Man, you know that Spider-Man is one of the few superheroes that basically has his own Japanese um, interpretation. There's a different version of Spider-Man that takes place within Japan. They have a long-running fucking manga series with him as well as a, um, a live-action TV show. Now, the manga and the TV show are two totally different fucking things. Yes, I know that the old Japanese TV show, his ass had a giant robot. He fought monsters. The shit was hilarious. <laughs> like, I get that. But the original manga for Spider-Man that they that they had, and I mean original, not the newer one that came out. The original one came out back in the fucking 60s. And that thing, he was this boy who lost his father. He used to um, race motorcycles. And then he became a delinquent. He got kicked out of school. He also, and then uh, he got kicked out of school for something that he didn't do. He had to deal with the fact that his um his father died, or he was like um he was an orphan. And then he got um and it was like not, but then like uh he also had Spider Man powers, and he was going around trying to help people. He was accused of murdering certain people. Um, I believe like the girl that he loves thinks that Spider Man is the one who killed her father. 
dope shit. And, and it has the same feel um, of like Peter Parker. He is not something where I was like, generally, I can understand and equate to his feelings because I'm a Japanese high schooler. But it was like, no, he's fucking relatable. I get it. He just has one bad break after another, and the dude's just trying to live his life, but then crazy shit happens. He doesn't just fight a plethora of villains all the time. He actually had moments where he was driving a car, and it was a dude who got upset that um, him and his buddies were in a car with some girls, and the dude tried to drive them off the road. There was a time when he was on an airplane, and someone, and then they hijacked the airplane, and then he had to figure out a way to stop the uh, criminals, but he couldn't let anyone know that he was Spider-Man dope shit like that within that manga and I, I i loved it and i was like yo this is this is actually a really good spider-man story um it just happens to be a japanese manga so i've always thought like one of their biggest faults was that they've never tried to cash in on that because the japanese love superheroes just as much as we do um that was shown without a shadow of doubt to how much everyone um absorbs and loves these goddamn superheroes they are fucking worldwide names and a spider-man anime come on Hell, the, the Deadpool manga that's out right now is dope. There's a funny-ass Joker manga where he has to raise a baby Batman and he has to teach him goodness so he can become the um, so he can become his rival that he fights from back in the day. And so, then, so he has to raise this baby Bruce Wayne with the idea of wanting to be good. <laughs> and I love that thing. That thing is hilarious as hell. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and then there is a Spider-Man uh, manga, and uh, one of the things with the Spider-Man manga, one of them was like it's actually a guy who puts on a Spider-Man suit, but he actually isn't the Spider-Man. But he found the Spider-Man suit, and so now he's being persecuted and is being chased after, as if he was actually Spider-Man. And then he actually goes around and tries to help people. That's good. So I've always I've always thought it was crazy that you know. To believe that there's no fan base, that there's not something that you can cash, like, there's not something that you can basically put your whole into when dealing with other forms of media and whatnot. But at the same time, people got to, excuse me, people got to understand this media shit is real fucking easy um, if you understand the content that's coming out, um, that's coming into it, um, or the content that you're trying to put out there for it. Um, again, going back to Craig McCracken, Craig McCracken worked on um, Dexter's Laboratory and, you know, like the Cartoon Network's uh, circle of uh, motherfuckers who essentially got shows basically because they worked on other shows because they knew somebody that worked on another show. It, it's crazy. Like it, there's an actual list up from like the different things that people did and then what shows they created in tandem because they worked with other people within Cartoon Network. It's hilarious, but it, it's a thing. But Essentially, with Craig McCracken, he loved Looney Tunes. And anyone who grew up in the 90s, they would tell you Looney Tunes was shit that we got to see all the time. I I still love Looney Tunes to this day. I'm a hardcore Looney Tunes fan. Um, but Looney Tunes, they used to play Looney Tunes cartoons all the time on Cartoon Network. And then when they moved it to Boomerang, they would play the different shows on Boomerang. You had the Bob Clampett show. Um, you had tax, the, the Tax Avery show. Um, there would be the... Um, it would be the Tom and Jerry show. Uh, then they made fucking Tom and Jerry Kids, which basically had the same feel of that. Also, it had one of the dopest theme songs a cartoon has ever had. Um, you just had a bunch of stuff and content that was always delivered to you. When Cartoon Network first initially got started, all they would play was the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, plus Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry. And naturally, I only liked Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry because Hanna-Barbera shit wasn't necessarily meant or intended for kids back in the 60s 
um, it was meant for older adults to get into that shit back in the 60s. It was a cartoon for sure, but the shit that happened on the Flintstones, the shit that went on in the Jetsons, um, all of that stuff. And I was like, that's not really meant for kids. And Cartoon Network used to play that shit all the time over everything else. Um, and I used to hate it. But Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes was the thing I would absorb because that shit was just timeless. It was funny, wacky, and silly. And then you have stuff like Scooby-Doo, which really only pertain, um, a lot of people only basically got into because essentially like they were teenagers, but they never really tackled like actual life shit like um, Flintstones and Jetsons did. The main character in the Jetson was a dude who hated his job and all his job was was just him pushing a button, <laughs> but he just felt overworked. <laughs> and then you have the guy, main guy in Flintstones who was a construction worker and then came home and argued with his wife all the time. That shit was not meant for kids. <laughs> it had a fucking laugh track on it. And then like, what, in the beginning of it, Dino could talk? But I, uh, I digress. Hold on, we're getting off topic. But essentially, um, going back to all that stuff with the, the different cartoons and everything like that, um, and then what I was leading up to with um, Craig McCracken, Craig McCracken grew up and loved Looney Tunes. And like he said that before. And so because of that, he has that same ideal when he's making his cartoons. So if he grew up loving something and then he made content and then that content had the same feel and enjoyment um, for a generation of kids that essentially still grew up watching the same shit he grew up watching. Why wouldn't his stuff be insanely popular? Craig McCracken made Powerpuff Girls, um, Foster Home for Imaginary Friends, and the um, Wander Over Yonder show. All of those things did well. They did really well. I never watched Wander Over Yonder because um, it came on Disney. It, it came on Disney at the time when I was like, you know, I was like kind of checked out from uh, kid cartoons and stuff like that. And generally, Disney cartoons weren't anything that I wanted to look at or view. I was kind of looking at other stuff. But um, I think yeah, I was, um, want to say anime crazy, <laughs> but yeah. But it's just it's just the idea and the feel that you have someone who understands that shit. I mean, there's been a multitude of different shows and movies and whatnot where someone came out of the gate and they were like, "I'm a hardcore fan of this," and then they made the content and people go, "Oh, this shit shows this nigga love know his stuff." And he loves this damn thing, and we love him for it. And so now we love this. You have um, Wesley Snipes being Blade. That shit was amazing, one and two. But dude, dude sold that shit. <laughs> it's stuff. It's stuff like that that makes or breaks this content. That makes or breaks these these shows and all these things that come out and whatnot. And realistically, when you have people, when you have people that essentially actually care about this content, then then you. You care a lot more when they attempt to do these things. Look at um, uh, Peter Jackson when he did the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, and then look at exactly how much that turned when he did the Hobbit movies. And it's just a sense of caring. It changed, you know, <laughs> like it, it, clearly it changed. But it's just the concept of just there was a it was a clear distinction in the attitude the the ability to absorb the content to actually make something that was good that resonated with motherfuckers who didn't even know that lord of the rings was a fucking book and then when it turned into a goddamn movie it became a fucking phenomenon same thing with harry potter never read a harry potter book in my entire life don't want to read a harry potter book but the movies were originally done with the goddamn author sitting right next to the director and the head writer letting them know this shit should be like this i imagined it like that let's do it 
let's do it. And then it played out perfectly and it became a fantastic movie series that still has movies going on with it today. Fuck whatever you feel about the Harry Potter shit. So it's it's obvious and, and insane that you still have people who essentially they're given a job for some shit that they don't really care for. They don't really know anything about. Perfect um, case in point with Tim Burton and Batman and um, uh, fucking Michael Bay when it came to Transformers. Michael Bay with Transformers is like the the biggest example of that shit. But Tim Burton with Batman, Tim Burton was able to encompass Batman because Tim Burton is a dark and brooding type of guy. And that's really all that he needed to go with. And then I love his Batman movies. So I have no problem with that shit. Realistically, he made Batman as dark as he should have been way before people got used to him just being this dark brooding um, soul of a um, kind of um, kind of character. So miss me with that shit. <laughs> but um, you know, like the popularity for that set the tone for exactly what the animated Batman series did, setting the shit off in the 50s, everybody using Tommy guns. That, that came from Tim Burton. That came from Tim Burton. Like, fuck whatever you think. That came from Tim Burton. Um, and then you have Michael Bay with Transformers, who literally shit over the entire concept of what that was from what it originally was taken um back in the day. The fuck? And then what happened? Because he didn't care about the content, because he didn't care about what he was doing, he was just making it to be making it, this thing became a shit show, movie after movie after movie, which came far more unbelievable concepts, stupid-ass stakes, and shit just kept contradicting themselves from everything else that was um, stated within the first um, reiteration of the movies. So every movie, something was different, and it didn't make sense as to why, and then they never explained it. And then it took for them to make a movie that was strictly about Bumblebee, for it to be kind of okay, but even still, they fucked up on a great deal of shit. So I'm not surprised that this got reviewed. I'm not surprised that this is going to be bad. What I am surprised that is how that um basically you have the media um turning now. And it's like that's a very interesting concept. And you know, like we'll, we'll dive deeper in that one day. That's cause that's that's quite interesting, intriguing, if you will. It's crazy. They're filming a fucking rap video outside my house. God damn it. Ugh, niggas everywhere. <laughs> I don't know who it is. And it's like low budget, like YouTube shit. So, you know, fuck it. Um, and then from what the um the sound um the sound um the sound overlay sounds like, it, it's it's a terrible song. Like this shit is it's one of those slow ass whack shit, but Fuck. <laughs> I'm getting off subject again. But essentially, just just bear bear with with um just bear with me, folks. I mean, people keep bringing up the Yu Yu Hakusho um live action adaptation, but that's actually going to be a Japanese thing. So, as we've seen before, when the Japanese do their shit, they're fine. Um, when Americans do their shit, there's problems. And when the Japanese do their shit, there's like there's problems, but it all depends on how they're able to handle content. You know, and it's like, is it going to end up like Bleach, which was a, a forgettable mess? Um, or the uh, Full Metal Alchemist, which also, forgettable mess? Or will it be like Roni Kenshin? Or, um, uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I know there's Blade the Immortal and the JoJo um, live action thing. All of these things have a head live action. And they're like, who gives a shit? Oh, right. Uh, the other good one, uh, Death Note. Now, Death Note has an amazing live-action adaptation, but uh, it's it, it like when when the Japanese saying that they're going to do a live-action adaptation, it's like ah whatever. But when you have this American shit, 
then you get what you fucking deserve. And the only thing I can say to anyone as a little lasting note that I'm going to end on, I just got to say, pray, fucking pray for the goddamn one piece live action adaptation. Um, I saw the cast. <laughs> I saw what they, what happened. I've seen what people have done. And if anything, I got to say, this is Otis fault for um, saying what the character's nationality would have been um, or what they would resemble very much his fault for that shouldn't have did it just shouldn't have did it at all um so that's so much his fault <laughs> and it was like he just would not have answered that fuck like ooh, jesus christ <laughs> oh my goodness oh boy that is so so wrong it's so wrong but yeah um so that like you know just gotta pray for that thing because the dude seems like he knows one piece but the nigga is like super political and shit and you know you just don't know exactly what all they're gonna cover um but for the most part i mean they got they 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 got the cast going all the way up to sanji and that's a lot (laughs) that's so much shit in one piece god damn up to sanji and usa fuck nigga oh boy so, yeah, that's going to be a thing. So, if anything, yeah, just uh, just pray for that to not be, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. You know, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't say anything until you see it, but um, until you see something. But, hey, I'm just saying pray for it to not be horrible. And with that, I'm going to end it here. So this has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Dane the Flame. It's hilarious. Like, um, they're still doing this rap video, right? But, like, there's a dog outside, and he's just barking his ass off, as well as, like, I'm, I'm assuming that the apartment has um, uh, basic, basically um, fucking got the, the leaf blowers and shit out here. <laughs> so they're doing their job while these fuckers are shooting the video. <laughs> oh man i know that's got to be like ridiculous you know time-wise and then like just scheduling and everything like that oh man and then like um the time right now kids are getting off of school so like there's a bunch of kids that live in my apartment complex so there's just like kids everywhere walking around and staring at them like i'm looking i'm looking out the window and i can see them and it's like this shit is funny to me shot and you like legit shot in front of you i'm sorry i feel i feel bad that they gotta do this but they should have been here earlier (laughs) i'm gonna go man i'm about about to just oh boy all right that's it this has been no so fun flame i've been host dan flame it's always good people i hope you have fun